Grand Rising, brothers and sisters, welcome. And if you're going to bed, well, have a wonder, have some wonderful dreams too. That is, after you listen to this. This is your sister Queen. Today we're going to discuss a subject and it's titled Self-Sacrifice to Hypocrites. Self-sacrifice to hypocrites. Well, I'm sure you know about self-sacrifice. You're a good person. If you're listening to this right now, it is a sacrifice because you may be listening to it. You may stop and listening to it, or you may be doing something in your house while listening to it, or you may be on your way somewhere to listen to it. So you could have been doing anything else but you chose to listen to it. Therefore, I appreciate that. So let's get into our topic of the day. Again, this is your sister Quinn. I'm so happy you're here. This is your sister Quinn and we are back with our subject, self-sacrifice to hypocrites. And pretty much self-sacrifice would be when you are sacrificing your time, energy, money, resources to help others when you're somewhat perhaps neglecting your own self to ensure that others are good, others are well taken care of, others are healthy, happy, safe, while In the meantime, while you're giving that, sometimes you may even be lacking it in your life. You might be giving lots of food to others, and when you get home, there may be not much left or even nothing left. I mean, when we're talking self-sacrifice, there's someone that always comes to mind first, and, and that's mothers. You know, mothers make a lot of sacrifice. They sacrifice their bodies for babies. They sacrifice their time and energy and resources to make sure everybody else is well taken care of from their partner, husband, friends, children, families, relatives, whatever you may want to call it. I'm sure you have someone in your life that made some self-sacrifice for you. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. Someone had to sacrifice their bodies to ensure that you were given birth to. So, or you're a person who also now became became a self-sacrificer, you know, will create a word to the self-sacrificer. Um, you know, uh, you may be one of those. You may be a per- that type of a person who... Um, is constantly caring for others. Maybe you have family staying with you that are going through some stuff. Maybe you're taking care of, um, you know, your parents. Um, maybe you have a child that is highly in need of your presence and care. Um, it could be anything. But at some point, someone is either sacrificing for you or you're sacrificing for them. All right, let's get it into it. Let's get some more. You know, many times we overgive people. 
we often tend to sacrifice ourselves. Yet when it comes to credits, we give them all the credits too. Then later on, when others don't return, they don't return the favor, then sometimes you become frustrated or even upset or even burned out because you simply don't understand. And you may question yourself and say, how can they be so ungrateful? You know, you could do a lot of things for someone and, and, and they're just ungrateful. So it, it, it causes you to, to be puzzled. It causes you to question yourself. How can they be so ungrateful? How can he be so ungrateful? How can she be so ungrateful? One minute and the next, you decide that they simply don't, they don't know any better. Because, you know, at some point you got to move on. If you keep holding on to it, then you'll never move on. You'll just keep on wandering over and over and over because whoever did that is not the only one. So now you just keep on doing what you do. You let it go and you move forward. You know, deep inside, you know that they don't know any better. They don't know what they do, which is okay or can be okay. But when will you understand that enough is enough? When will you correct it before you become frustrated again? Because pretty much what happens is we, we lack the idea of a super human. And even if we're aching when it comes to a person who self-sacrifice, no matter how much sometimes you could be aching, you could be feeling uncomfortable, you still feel like it's okay. I, I, I can sacrifice, you know, I can drop you here. I can drop you there. I remember sometimes, you know, when we used to go someplace, you know, that it may be um, doing, to, 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 to an event or to a meeting or whatever have you. And um, and um, a person might not have a ride or their ride may haven't come on time. Let's say we had to leave at seven o'clock and some of us may stay behind 7.30. That person's uh, family just or friend, whoever was picking them up never came. And it could be somewhere that far. I know I've done it. And I'm not comfortable to just leave this person there, you know, standing in front of the thing. Because this is a, a, we live in a funny place sometimes. And next thing you know, this person may disappear and nobody know where they went. So, you know, we may decide that or I may decide that I'm going to drop them. They could be um, quite a distance. They can be far. But it's just the idea of, leaving the person there just doesn't sit right with me i remember i did that um when i was in school sometimes some people may be going like one two hours away and it just like i just couldn't figure out how to just get up and leave i, I was always uncomfortable almost um and and somewhat sometimes you know even make it my responsibility because i just feel like 
if I were in that situation, that's what I would wish someone would do for me. And sometimes you do someone a favor. Sometimes it's so grand. And that's somewhat what I put in my head. When a person doesn't understand what I do for them, I just, as this says, they don't know any better. They, they just don't know what they do. And it's so much easier to find titles, you know, as this says, hypocrite. They just don't get it, you know. But it's just ignorance. You know, sometimes it takes time for people to understand um, what it is that they need to do, how they need to do it, how to respond to things. They just don't know. And we have to just um, keep on helping them until they can finally figure it out. So let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. your sister queen and we are back so um what i was saying is that sometimes you know um you could do something for someone and they don't even know how to say thank you they don't know how to react because not everybody's like you in life not everybody always was willing to help them a lot of people may have um abused them or mistreated them prior to you Sometimes when you see someone not saying thank you, it's not that they mean not to say thank you, but sometimes they don't say thank you according to their experience, um, according to how they have lived life before. Some people think a lot of times when you do something nice, it's always about money. It's always about paying them. I don't know how many times I have had given you know, a lift to someone or help them with a flat tire, helping them going back and forth. Um, or maybe it's gas, you know, help them. They could have run out of money, buy them gas or whatever. And I'm not saying that to brag. And I'm not saying that to um, embarrass anyone or to show how saint that I am. But I'm just saying that sometimes because I have had the experience of what I'm talking about. Um, and I've realized a lot of things, you know, sometimes it's just because people, as I said, I remember um, one of my clients and, you know, eventually was going through something and they needed a little bit more help than just the talk. And by the time we were done with me driving around, me making some phone calls, getting some resources because they needed the support. And and like she was in shock, you know, and and she was just in shock. And there comes a moment, you know, it was it was pretty much she she had a new place, had a new baby. And that was not planned. And she was a single parent and she needed a lot of help. And so by the time I made some phone calls, find the baby's bed, find um, furniture for the house. I I mean, I, I found more than I even think. And I don't think that's me. I think that's just God working through me, um, helping me navigate resources that I didn't even know was available. And she had found just about way more than than she needed at that time and it was that amazing and she was overjoyed and 
And she stopped in the middle of her overjoyed, not to specifically thank me, but somewhat thanking me. And she started expressing to me that no one has ever taken the time, not even her own mother has ever taken the time to help her that much. You know, I went to see her at the hospital. I assumed that her people came to see her. I assumed that people came to spend time with her. But every now and then, once I had a chance, I would call and I would stop by and, you know, ask her if everything was okay. And, you know, and she's a pretty strong person too. And she 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 was doing the best she could. And eventually, you know, I took her home and, you know, and I didn't ask too many questions. When no one else picked her up, I just figured out that they were, they had to be at work. Cause I mean, not everybody can be flexible with their job. Some people, if they attempt to, to get a break, if they attempt to ask for a day, they may end up losing their job. So, um, and I didn't mind, you know, I, I, I give her, I took her home with the baby and, and by the time they got there, um, within days, I was getting them resources, resources for the baby and, quite a few things and um and and she was just she was just stuck she was just puzzled she was just looking at me like is this person for real like are you serious are you alive are you like a human being are you are you like a, a normal person and she she started explaining as i said you know that i mean she merely has any relationship with 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 her family because um people are just people are just like that and sometimes you know they may reach out on the phone or whatever but whenever she cannot help them they're not around they are not available for a talk they are not available for anything for her they don't even want to have a conversation because that's not what they're looking for right now you know they just need help and when she um, had the baby, it's like she wasn't able to help. If she calls, they're not able to help, and they, the phone calls just stop coming through. So she really thought she was going to be so alone in this process, and it was going to be so rough on her because she was she was alone. And me being in her life alleviated so much pain that she was expecting somewhat, you know? Um because she was very puzzled. She was very scared. The fact that she was lacking so much in this unplanned pregnancy just really put her on edge. And and after, you know, God worked through me to get the things that, that, that was done and the things that were done. And she was, she was really ecstatic. So um, in such a case, I mean, she said, thank you. She, she was very appreciative, but just to say that she was also very, um, confused because people just are not that kind some days, you know, when you need them, they're just not, they, they, some people may be around, but not that much, not for that long. It's usually a quick ride. It's usually um, something really quick. They just stop by, hey, what's up, you know? 
and blah, 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 blah. And then, all right, I got to go. You know, people just don't think about other people that deep anymore, wondering, is this person okay? Do they need my help? Should I go? Should I do this? Should I do that? She felt that people just don't do these things anymore. People don't 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 um, get in the bus and stand for an elder to sit down anymore. They don't get up for a pregnant woman to sit down anymore. And she shared her experience taking the bus, how sometimes, you know, um, it would be rough for her standing in the bus and although they had section for handicap and, you know, supposedly pregnant women and stuff, people were just sitting there. They didn't care. People were on the phone and she was in pain. She couldn't stand anymore to the point one time that the bus, the bus driver had to pull over and tell somebody to get up, to put her sit down, to let her sit down because she was about to have this baby in the bus, you know? So just to say that sometimes, um, our experience can somewhat shape our perception. So when you see someone sometimes are almost one unwilling to say thank you, it's not because they're unwilling in real life to say thank you, but it's just a matter of their experience. And there's another group of people also that, that experience once you, once someone does something for you, you're going to have to give them twice as much that they have given you. So sometimes people are afraid to say thank you because they want to minimize what you did. So then when it's your turn, they don't feel obliged to do anything for you or they don't say thank you to make you feel like you didn't have to do what you did because they didn't ask you to. And because they know that deep inside, they're not going to be able to return that favor you just did for them. So instead of acting appreciative, they rather act like they're cold and unappreciative because if they're appreciated next time when you have a flat tire, they're going to have to come through for you. Next time when you call them that you're sick at home and they're going to have to come through for you with that soup. Next time when you are stuck at work and you, you don't have a way to... Um, return and your car is dead, they're going to have to come through for you because you came through for them so many times. Sometimes that's why people do it. It's like, hey, if I act cold with them now, so when they get into trouble, they can never reach me. You know, I've had some people that I knew like that. I had someone that was supposed to be very close to me, that every time that person was in trouble, somehow they always find me. You know, they'll, they they always remember that number. And every time they call me, it's always a different number. But then God forbids, I had a flat tire. God forbids, I needed the support. I don't know where to go. I don't know where to start. I don't know where to find them because their number is never working. Their number is never working until they need me. And, you know, eventually, you know, um, some things happened and it was just like too much for me. And I just had to take a walk, you know, because there's only so much you can do when someone is deeply hypocrite or when someone is truly deeply selfish. There's only so much that you can do for them. All you're going to do is you're just going to keep giving until there's no more. Some people will take until you're completely depleted and then they just leave you dry just like a vampire who come and suck your blood but until 
there's like nothing left and then boom, they drop you on the floor and let you turn. So, you know, and who knows, maybe sometimes you're so dry, you can't even turn. So some people, that's how they are. It's like they would take, take, take because they, in their head, it's like, if I don't take it, I might not have the chance again. And that's, again, that's their experience with other people that when something was given to them, if they don't quickly take it, someone else may come and take it from them. So it's definitely important to try to do the best that you can to um, not take it personal when someone someone's reaction to, to not ingrain it deep inside of you, to not um, allow it to take you away from, from your goals, from your um, thoughts, to, to not take over your brain, your head, your mind, and making you thinking all kind of things. Um, the mindset I had to adopt is that when I do something for you, I just do it because I'm able to, because I have access to do what I do, but I'm not doing what I do for you so you can say thank you to me anymore. Because as long as you're going to focus on that thank you, as long as you're going to focus all on gratefulness or ungratefulness, it's always going to be an issue. It's always going to be a challenge. It's, it's, it's always going to be something, you know. It's like when you, you know, you could walk down the street and give a homeless some money and they look at you funny like that's all you got, <laughs> you know. So when you drop that dollar in their cup, you're just going to not think about them anymore. You know, it's like by the time you do it, you don't even think about it anymore and you just keep on moving. That they say thank you or not, it's it's not even a, a priority. It's not even a concern. You just do it and you just keep on moving. Because as long as you focus on that thank you, you will not do the next favor. You will not do the next, um, you will not take on the next mission. Because you're so focused on that thank you that it's just not okay. You know, it's just, it's just. Why would people do that? So I'm not going to do anything for them anymore. That's pretty much what you're going to say. And one day, someone who will really need your help may end up missing out because of what others have done before. So you really have to have discernment. You really have to, I don't know if you spend your time in affirmation and prayer. I don't know what you do, but you'd have to find a way to find peace within. So when you're able, when you have resources, you're able to do the next deed, you do it. And if you don't feel like you too, that's okay. Don't feel obliged, you know, but it, you, you may have in mind that to whom much is given, and I'm sure you already know, much is required. So as I said, once you do what you do, it's not a matter of thank you, but it's a matter of you've done a good deed and keep it moving. So whatever whatever it is um, that is due to come to you, if it's prosperity, then let it let your prosperity multiply. If it is, um, you know, food, if it is uh, shelter that you give, if it is clothes, goods, services, Whatever it is that you have given, may it come twice unto you, you know, 
Let you never be depleted. Let you never run dry because you've done a good deed. So let's take a quick break. Let all that we've been talking about sink in and um, let's go. your sister queen is back and i hope you're feeling wonderful and ready to conclude this subject um so what i realized is that during my journey i didn't want to talk bad about people that more than deserve it so i kept on giving them credits they never even worked for and eventually what i noticed is that they began to believe that they were better than me and eventually it was like it was as if that as if I didn't deserve their presence anymore I don't know about your experience but I don't know if you ever I'm a person who like to give people compliments uh, or I should rather say that I, I like to encourage people. Forget about the compliments, but I do like to encourage people. Um, if I see you made certain efforts, I like to encourage you because a lot of time people don't do that. And then that's what I've led a lot of people to just quit whatever they were doing because they don't understand people were not um, pushing them. So they didn't know how to react or act anymore. So they just somewhat, um, some quit or some become very frustrated. Some just don't know what to do. So when I see you make an effort, let's say you play an instrument and perhaps you're not the best at it, but I can see you're making some efforts. You, you really want to play it. You, every day you're trying to improve and so on. And I can come in and, oh, wow, you know, this is nice. I see you're doing better. You're improving, yada, yada. And instead of the, that person, you know, appreciating the encouragement, sometimes they turn around and trying to act like, you know, like people say, you know, they all that. So now it's like they feel you can't even talk to them. You know, you got to, it's like they want their secretary to, um, take your name and number. If you need to talk to them, you got to go through their secretary. You know, I remember, um, one person acted funny like that. And, you know, uh, I used to encourage that person, you know, um, cause of course, you know, I'm in the, 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 um, field of writing books. Right. And, and I told them, and I told them of my experience of writing, of the different steps that they can make. Cause at some point we became friends and, you know, we talked on the phone, we checked on each other and, um, I always encourage her, you know, did you write anything? You got to write, you can't sit back. And eventually, you know, would you believe after a period of time when this person was getting their things together and things were working in their community and they find a, I don't want to see a loophole, <laughs> but they find a way, you know, they got, they, they, they bumped into some contacts and they started doing more. And then, um, I came across some new information and I'm like, Oh, Hey, you know, what's going on? I'll give you a call. Um, 
Oh, I don't know if I ask when is a good time to call. Because sometimes I do like to ask people when is a good time to call. Because I don't like when I call if if we have to discuss something and we have to keep being interrupted or I'm calling you at the wrong time and then you got to call me back and you don't remember to call me back. If there's something to do, I just like to tackle it and be done. I don't want it in my head. You know, I have better, you know, more things that I can put in my head. So I want to get that that little bit out so I don't have to think about it anymore. So I don't have to think about, oh, this person can use this. Oh, this person can use that. Oh, this person can use that. So, um, you know, we were both um, occupied people. We had like full schedules. We had, you know, our things going on. So I spoke to her and I said, you know, oh, um, we got to talk. It's been a, it's been a, a minute. So, um, and then instead of the person say, you know, sometimes you say, oh, you can call me back. I have a five minutes. Sometimes I do that to people. I said, hey, I have five minutes now. I have 10 minutes now if you want to call or if you want, we can talk tonight or something. And then the person referred me to their um, partner and say, oh, reach out to this person or, you know, secretary or, and, you know, we work together and this person can tell you, um, what my schedule look like, but I'm not trying to schedule something with you. I don't need counseling. I don't need, I don't need anything. I had things that I thought you could use and I had for you. And sometimes that's what happened when people get a little bit of, I don't know if it's power or, you know, it's like you, you give them a little and their head gets so big they don't even know what to do with themselves. I'm like, I'm sure someone reach out to um, the Obamas and say, you know, oh, I just have something for you. I just need five minutes um, to discuss it. And I'm sure they'll say, you know what, let's take a coffee now and do it. I'm sure they're not going to say, you know, call my secretary because five, 10 minutes is not that long. And I had the habit to, I can't be on the phone that long with people. I was going to work. I had my own business. I, um, was out and about speaking, emceeing. Um, I was writing. I was, I, I was doing a lot. So giving someone 10, 15 minutes of my time was a lot because I was always on the go, you know? And when, when, when this individual did that and I laugh a little, I didn't laugh to try to think that I'm better than them or anything like that. But I laugh because this is someone you're, you've helped before. This is someone you're, you could help now. This is someone you talk to. This is someone you laugh with before. This is someone we joke together. This is someone that was a friend. And then all of a sudden, because, you know, you take on some new roles and you think that sets you apart from friends, that sets you apart from you know, keeping a friendship going or anything like that. But I I wasn't necessarily mad, but I think I found it more funny. It's like, imagine like you had a girlfriend or boyfriend. And I mean, in the sense of a friend, you know, you used to hang with and talk with. And all of a sudden, when you call their phone and they say, you know, call their secretary to, to schedule that coffee that you used to have on Thursdays with them, you know, it was just like, it, it was just kind of weird. And I laughed and I said, maybe she was drinking when I called because that was the most bizarre thing ever. 
And then there was someone else I remember too. And I don't know, maybe people are becoming so money hungry, you know, um, because a lot of people in life, sometimes they start so late and then they become very aggressive. You know what I mean? It's like when they were 17, 18, in their early 20s, they they maybe they didn't tackle things the way that they, they should have or they could have. So then when they're like in their late 30s or they're already in their 40s, 50s, they become very frustrated. And therefore, some of them sometimes become very aggressive. They think everything is just about money. I had another um, set of people that I knew that a friend had put me in touch with. And we used to talk and, you know, again, compliments. You know, I used to encourage them. Oh, you know, keep doing this. And I share your stuff and I'll, you know, I'll send it to some friend. I'll try to find you some clients. And and they 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 relocated. And then when I um decided, like, you know what, let's um let me give them a call because it's been a while. I've been so busy, I've been so occupied. I don't try to I don't like using the word that other B word. But um, I was so occupied. So sometimes, you know, I, I feel like I, I just need to stop and, and make some phone calls and check on everyone, see how they're doing. So I check on these other ones that relocated and to see how it's going, how things are. And and then similar story. And they try to put it into their system and they try to do, what is it, a consultation. They send me a link. You know, and and I again I laugh and I'm like, who is giving these people trainings? And if I used to talk to you, you want to put me in your in your system or your link, let me know. But if I'm if I'm used to pick up the phone and talk to you, it's like right now. I mean, I don't want to say, you know, it's like 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 Michelle's mom right now calling Michelle and Michelle is like, well, you got to call my secretary to know, you know, or send, 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 send her mom. Uh, Of course I'm not their mom, but I'm just saying, you know, just to kind of like make the connection. This was not a complete stranger that I just like met at a coffee shop. You know, this is not someone I'm running after because, because here's the point. You do this kind of thing when someone is trying to get in touch with you and and told you about their concerns or issues or challenges and they needed your help, I don't need your help. I made the effort in life so I don't have to beg anybody for anything. You know, I worked hard when I was younger. So I don't have to feel like I'm in a situation where I have to somewhat forget who I am or I have to, um, how do you say, I have to neglect who I am so I can, um, so I can get anything from you. I mean, anyhow, I do the best that I can. So when I place a phone call to you, it's much more about, Hey, how you doing? How's everything? How's your parents? All right. Great. How the kids? All right, everybody's good. You healthy? You feel good? All right, I'm great. Oh wow, you need a job? Let me send you a link because I I think some somebody I know was just telling me about this and that. Or oh, there's a job. This is the kind of person I am. You know, I'm 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 seldom ever the kind of person that will call you. Oh hey, you know, let me borrow some. I hate borrowing money. 
I hate borrowing money. Unless your name is Sally May, you cannot tell me I borrowed money from you. <laughs> you know, that's how funny of a person that can be. But anyhow, you know, so in times like this, all I can do is I turn around and I say, you know, just like every time there's a season. And when that season is over, you got to clean the house. You got to clean the house. When winter's over, you got to clean up. You got to take away those sweaters. When when summer's over, listen, those spaghetti strapped, they got to go because it's going to be tough for you to wear them during winter because you're going to, you can put them under your clothes, but they're not like the typical clothes you'll be wearing in winter. So that's pretty much what I mean when the season is over. So when friends, when, when people, you know, when whatever colleagues and whatever they were, when they, people start acting funny, when, when it's time for you to level up, you know, it may be challenging. So you may want to like, just clean the house. So after doing all you can, after sacrificing to people who could not understand you, after doing all you could, it's time for you to clean the house. So let's be right back and I'm going to tell you the quote of the day. All right, my dear, my dear brothers and sisters, we are back. So the quote of the day is sometimes we sacrifice everything over people who don't know, over people who don't even know how to say thank you. You got it? Sometimes we sacrifice everything over people who don't even know how to say thank you. And as I shared with you before, it's okay if they don't know how to say thank you. It's not okay because it's okay, but it's okay because it's not worth it. You going crazy, breaking yourself, making yourself sick over someone who did not say thank you. It is very much optional for you to help them. It's not a requirement. But again, as I said before, to whom much is given, much is required. So what I mean is um, Oprah may not want to, may feel like, you know what, I'm tired. I don't want to help anymore. But at the end of the day, she will end up helping and she will end up doing something even bigger than before because you know what? To whom much is given, much is required. Because you have so much resources, there's only so much you can consume yourself. Even if you were some some amount of prosperity that, that you have, you can give yourself all the pleasures of the world. You could give yourself a whole planet. You could go around the world and do whatever you feel like doing. At the end of the day, you still were given so much more than you can spend or overspend. So you're just going to have to share that you want it or not. But as we said, you know, our talk today was pretty much self-sacrifice to hypocrites, or perhaps I should have said to ignorant. And again, it's not because people don't do what they want to do sometimes. They do what they do because of their experience in life. Maybe every time that someone gave them something, the person took something even more from them. 
maybe every time somebody gave them something, it was because the person was going to demand more of them. So when you give them stuff and you don't take anything back from them, you don't demand anything from them, they, they're puzzled. They don't know what to do. They don't know how to respond because it's like, are you serious? Like, this is really free? You're really giving me this and I don't have to do anything? I remember I've done stuff to people that have told me, do you need any, can I come clean your house? Can, do you need me to come clean your house? Do you, do, do you need me to help you? I can wash your clothes. I can, I can do stuff for you because I know you're a very occupied person. And, and I'm like, no, I don't need anything. I just thought you could use this. I just thought you needed that support and I'm able to help. Then I did it, but it's not anything you need to do. You know, I remember one client was like, can I wash your car? <laughs> it's not like your car is dirty, but it's just, I feel so uncomfortable not to do something for you because I've never had anyone in my life doing anything like that for me before. And I laugh and I say, you don't have to do anything. All you have to do. And I mean, I don't laugh in a way to embarrass them or anything. We just laugh together. And I said, you don't have to do anything. The only thing perhaps you have to do is just return the favor to someone else who might be in need. That's the only thing I ever ask of anyone. Just pass down, pass down that favor, pass down that service, pass down. If I give you, I don't know, baby clothes, If when, when that baby came from six months to a year, they can't fit in those clothes anymore, give it to someone else in need. Don't throw it in the garbage you know, unless it's its place. You know, if I give you a, a, a furniture that you no longer want to use, pass them down to someone who's in need. Don't just throw them in the garbage. That's the only thing I can ask of you. I I, I mean, that's it, you know? And, and when I tell people things like that, they're often in shock. If, if you know, I gave you books so you could get yourself better once you feel like you had a place you're better. Pass the books down to someone who, who is now where you were. That's all I ever ask for people. That's all I ever ask from people. I don't need your time. I don't need your money. I don't need anything from you. It's just I thought you needed this right now. And I could help you right now. And I did. So now the only thing you got to do is thank God and, you know, for sending you know, someone to help you for, for using that person as a vessel to give you what you needed, to answer your prayer, to confirm your affirmations. And now, you know, when it's your turn, I just hope that you respond, that you just don't ignore someone else that is, you know, requesting your assistance. So that's pretty much it today. Um, I don't want to keep you any longer. Cause I'm trying to, um, put them, put these, uh, episodes, um, put these shows, um, these, these podcasts at a place where I, I'm trying to bring information that are useful for you. I'm trying to put, put them at a place where they can be useful to you. So, um, and I'm trying not to keep you too long unless it's necessary, but um, it's been a pleasure having you, and it's time for us to move on. It's time for me to go do what I need to do. It's time for you to go do what you need to do. But I just want to thank you for taking the time. And again, if this is not for you today, someone you know can always benefit from it. 
Remember that. And um, until next time, peace and love and blessing. You stay put, you stay blessed, and stay kind, regardless how people react. People react according to their experience. It has nothing to do with you, you know. Whatever they're going through, if they, they're upset, they just grab it from you. It's just because of their own experience. It has nothing to do with how you presented yourself or what you did for them. Because sometimes you you could try to help someone or you helped someone and they become upset with you. Don't take it personal. Walk away. You did what you could. You did what you had to do. And, um, and that's it. You know, have a wonderful time wherever you are in the world. Because um, I know people listen to this all over. So wherever you are in the world, have a wonderful time. Until next time, stay safe and um, keep on giving. You know, keep being a blessing no matter what. Take good care. <laughs>